Ah, here we go. Hey, hey. How's it going? Good, good. This is our hardcover 6th of February chat for <laughs> the hardcover book app. Hi, Adam. <laughs> hey. How was your weekend? Uh, pretty good. I went to Cambridge on Sunday and that was pretty great. I saw the Isaac Newton tree and oh, yeah. Was, yeah, in a really cool corner with, I don't know, it had this little, uh, flowers like all around it. I don't know if it was the same apple tree though. I mean, it must've been like, what <laughs> it was either a very old apple tree or another apple tree. But yeah, the city was great. And yeah, while I was there, I researched like how many like really famous scientists and economists and like all sorts of figures, actors and whatnot were actually alumni from Cambridge. And it's like a whole bunch. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Who, who else? I mean, I only know of like Isaac Newton, but who else is famous from the area? Uh, Alan Turing was actually there. Uh, I think. Yeah, as an alumni. Uh, who else was there? Uh, I think Keynes was there, the economist. Uh, there's a whole list. I have to look it up. Who else? Uh, yeah, no, I know my wife is telling me. Who? A lot of people. Yeah, it's a lot of people. <laughs> a lot of people set foot on Cambridge. Yeah. Oh, Ernst Rutherford, Niels Bohr. So, okay, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, big names in physics. Yeah, it was all like name dropping when I was like researching <laughs> that. So yeah, and it's a pretty cool city as well for students. Got some coffee. Yeah, uh, walked around. Went to this like really interesting uh, artist house, which was like a real small cottage, but it got expanded into some sort of like labyrinth, and it ended up in a huge museum. Um, Jim Kettle, I think, was the the name, the Kettle House. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Really, yeah, really nice. How about <laughs> you? How, how how was your weekend? It was it was pretty quiet. We uh had some friends over on Saturday, just made some lasagna, watched some Saturday night live. <laughs> nice. But yeah, it was it was good. There was a there was a really good Saturday night night live um skit this week with a kind of Last of Us meets Mario Kart. And I'm I'm big fans of both of those genres, both of those games. So it was like perfect. Okay, I definitely yeah. recommend it if you haven't seen it. Yeah, I haven't seen it. That sounds like a killer combo. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm excited for the uh, rest of us. I've been watching it. It's like really, really nice, and it's coming out today, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Every Sunday. Right. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Other than that, just. Uh, uh, working someone book subscriptions in the iOS app. I think I'm getting them close to the point where that's like the last thing we need to add to the iOS app before we submit it for app review. And I'm realizing that in order to get an app in the app store, like 95% of the work is, you know, building the user experience and getting the, you know, getting it to be fast and, you know, not crash and be what the user expects. But that last 5% is like, Apple store settings for your app. <laughs> and that's what's been taking up a surprising amount of time because a lot of the settings are like, change this and then it'll take effect in 24 hours. So <laughs> I'll change something and I'll be like, well, I can't test this until tomorrow. So I guess I'm just going to come back. 
but I think I'm running out of ways it can go wrong. So I feel like there can't be too many other things. <laughs> okay, that's good. I mean, yeah, it was a ride. It was a ride. Uh, I was kind of expecting it. I've had another like submission in the past for Apple Store, and I knew there were gonna. I mean, they always discover stuff as it goes along and stuff pops up. So they're not like offering you a long list of things to do. They just tell you to fix something. And yeah, and we still have to submit that document for the French app store. So uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'll fill that in. So apparently there's a document, a separate document for the French app store that you have to submit. You had to submit it via mail, like physical mail first. <laughs> okay. But- yeah, but now they updated it so you can actually submit it as a PDF. But yeah, this it's in French. But luckily, we have Mariana on the team who uh, knows French. So yeah, I'm hoping to touch base with her so we can submit that and make it available to all the French people out there. Nice. But yeah, it's yeah. it's a process. <laughs> yeah. It's still the 6th of February, so we said we'd, fit, we'd get out uh, at the end of January, which is not that much of a delay. And we did we did launch the, the beta in January, so at least, you know, people in our Discord have, a, have had access to the app and been able to start testing and iterating on it. Oh, yeah. That was really interesting, especially how uh, people submit feedback on the app. I think that's a good like, advantage of uh, the App Store, the fact that you can like use your iPhone, you click, you tap like the side buttons and you can su- submit feedback directly to us. Yeah, I didn't even know that was a thing that you take a screenshot and then when you go to save the screenshot, you can either save it to like your local camera roll like usual, or if it's a beta app through TestFlight, you can save it as developer feedback. That was something I was not even aware of. Yeah, I wish that was uh, the same for the web. So like, <laughs> that would be great. Screenshot and yeah, just send it to the devs. <laughs> like <laughs> this is wrong. Yeah, well, we got Discord for that, so at least there's that. Yeah, true. Yeah, nice. But getting there, uh, I mean, if something, if nothing else pops up, maybe uh, next week or so, or maybe even I don't know. Would it be like feasible even this week? Yeah, I'm. I'm really hoping to launch it this week, and or at least like not really launch it, but like have it out in the App Store as kind of a, a silent launch, and then we can likely let our like uh, newsletter subscribers know about it first and get a kind of a first round of people um, using it to like flesh out all the bugs, and then yeah, launch the Android version and then um, product product launch or something like that. Yeah, it's good that once it's done, it's going to go real fast. I mean, probably yeah. we're going to get the same uh, or maybe even less because we fixed much of the like stuff related to uh, policy, I guess. So if it should be good for Android, it should be good for iOS because our Android app uh, works. So yeah, it's 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 just a matter of sub- submitting it. That's going to be exciting, you know, to actually see it there when you search for hardcover on the App Store or like on Android. Yeah, I, I'm like mostly sure that I, I haven't researched this. I'm, I'm much more in the Apple ecosystem. You know, I, I have an iPhone, but Same. on the Android side or on the iOS side, if you if you have subscriptions in your app, um, originally the rule was that you couldn't 
sell like third party subscriptions through the through your app in the app store. Like you had to either tell people like you're going to have to go to the web to do this, but you weren't even supposed to do that. You were really supposed to just not have it as an option. And then people had to figure it out on their own that they had to go to the web and sign up for a subscription or buy something. Um, so that's kind of what we initially submitted our app thinking. But I think I, I missed like over the last 10 years, Apple changed that rule to say, if you have a subscription available in your app, you also have to have it available as a subscription, as a native subscription. Um, but I don't think that's a rule in the Android ecosystem, but I'm not confident in that <laughs> until we read more. Oh, well, yeah, I think Apple is a bit more specific with with this. Uh, well, that's how they're like handling things. But uh, yeah, at least we have it set up. We know how to do that. So yeah, it should be pretty smooth. <laughs> Great. For, uh, for this week, um, one of the things I was thinking we could chat about was, um, so, you know, we, we talked about a lot of like the book, book button, like what, how a reader interacts with the book. And one of the areas that we really haven't changed since like some of the initial prototypes of hardcover are the, the single book page. And I feel like that's one where like, a lot of a lot of book sites, including us, kind of have done kind of the bare mi uh, minimum for it. You know, we list a lot of data about a book, um, but I want to see how we can like really dream up like things that uh, we've heard from readers or that we've heard from SEO research that we can like showcase in a just a really unique way. And I have like an idea for an exercise we could do today to kind of help just pull out all those options. Um, it's not gonna be like doing any designs specifically, but it'll be like basically creating a, a hierarchy, like an information architecture of what we might want on the book page that will then inspire the research and designs later on. Okay, that sounds good. Yeah, the book page is like really interesting to tackle. And I don't think like any book app, including Goodreads has a good approach on the book page. Uh, or on yeah. the author page for that matter, or like on any uh, page related to the information we find uh, about the book. So if there's an opportunity for us to do it like properly, we should take it. I mean, many of the book apps uh, I know that either have their data from Google Books or uh, from Goodreads itself uh, through their API uh, have... Uh, pretty uh, decent book page layout, as do we. But I think uh, where it gets like really tough, where you get into editions, where you get into information about the author, if, where you get to uh, other things related about that book, I think that's where everybody like loses, <laughs> uh, you know, that level of detail and just the book, the info you find everywhere, the description, a, a bunch of stuff about the author, maybe tags if you're lucky or, uh, you know, if you're on yeah. hardcover or maybe other apps that have the tagging system. But other than that, you can't find like much. And yeah, yeah I think we have an opportunity to make that good once and for all. So, yeah. So 
let me share my screen here and we can kind of go over kind of what I'm, I'm thinking we can do for this. Uh, I'll share, I'll share a, a window for now and then I'll, I'll change it. So here's kind of our existing book page. And uh, in terms of like what we've heard from readers so far on like what's most important, um, I feel like there's there's almost like two parts of what's most important. There's what's most important when I'm researching this book and I'm making that decision if I'm going to read it or not. And then there's what's most important after I've read the book where I just want to like engage with that book and kind of learn more about it. You know, I have, I have unanswered questions from the book. I want to talk about it. So it's kind of like, those are kind of the two main touch points that I see for this page. And, uh, I think the things that people have most wanted and that I've heard of are, you know, the title, the series information, author information, description, um, cover. Uh, I've heard a lot of people asking for like, um, a lot of people want some kind of indicator of rating. And I think when, when I hear that, I don't, I don't hear like they want, they want to know this book is an average of 4.2 stars on hardcover. They want to know some kind of indicator that says what the rest of the community thinks of this book. Like, <laughs> and I feel like that concept as a whole can, can be split into a lot of different solutions. <laughs> so I think about it like, when I say rating, I mean like, however we figure out a good way to showcase the answer to that question, <laughs> not necessarily rating. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. What would be part of that uh, rating apart from the actual like stars? Yeah, uh, I could see it as like, actually, and we could jump over to, um, let me share, I'll just share my window. Um, so this is kind of what I was thinking for an exercise today is doing kind of a, a mind map of like parts of the book page. Nice. So you could say like, I'm just going to use Mistborn as a example, cause it has series, lots of different things. Um, so like what others think of this book? <laughs> And maybe, maybe this is actually part of, um, before I read it <laughs> mm -hmm. and then some options there are like average rating from hardcover users. Yeah. Like, that's one that's easy, easy to read, I guess. Yeah. I know letterbox does this well with that chart of ratings that they have where you can yeah. actually see the number of uh, stars, uh, for yeah, as a chart. Yeah. That's a neat one. Um, another again, thing yeah. match score. Cause that's based on what others think about the book too. Yeah. Um, and these are all kind of like scores. So let me. Yeah, these are yeah numbers. So it could be like the quantitative 
like appreciation, like if you want an average, except for the custom match score, that would kind of be an average, but it would be more like specific to you, I guess, right? Yeah. And I know some of the other things we've that are are talked about as possibilities are like um like custom score by uh, let's say uh like pronoun like for instance where we ask for um like whether you're identifies like he him she her so we could say like this book is liked by men this much and women this much yeah that would be really good because uh I've heard lots of people belonging to uh, specific communities that would want people in those communities. I mean, they would want recommendations based on what the people in their uh, specific communities would like. So I guess that would be kind of interesting. Yeah. And likewise, we could do custom score by uh, age since we asked for a birth date. Yeah, that could be. Um, Let me see. Bye. I'm wondering if that couldn't be part of the the match score itself. Uh, I know Mariana shared uh, a screenshot. I don't know. Uh, I should tell her to share it on the group as well. Uh, of a breakdown of the match score where you would uh, potentially see how that match score was calculated. That's mm -hmm. why I'm asking if uh, it could be part of that actual match score and you, if you would, uh, let's say, tap or hover over the match score, you'd see, uh, okay, this book was recommended 100% based on your reads, 79% uh, based off uh, people uh, identifying the same way as you and uh, mm, uh, maybe 60% by people in the same age group or 12% uh, or let's say a higher percent, 60% uh, uh, people who have actually liked sci-fi or something like that. Yeah. But make it part of that uh, mass score. Yeah, I, I definitely think that, that makes sense as we uh, iterate on that algorithm. Yeah. Um. Another <laughs> thing that uh, was mentioned, but I guess uh, it would be uh, part of uh, another uh, path would be uh, the content warnings. I know I had a, a recent call with uh, one of our uh, really uh, yeah uh, early users, and uh, uh, she said that uh, having content warnings uh, for some of the things that are important to her reading would be uh, a thing that would definitely impact the decision to uh, read that book and that they should be as upfront even before the genres, even before the, 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 the match score, because even if it's like a highly recommended book, but ha it has a content warning that's uh, triggering in any way, uh, you might want to avoid that book so you wouldn't like even spend time uh, looking at uh, the recommendations and uh, the 
you know, this whole uh, aggregate of uh, uh, things that make that book recommended for you or like impact your decision. What, what do you think about that? Yeah, I, th I think, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, it's like, it kind of answers this question, like what, what's really important to me before I start reading this book that's going to either rule it in or rule it out for me. Mm -hmm. And maybe another one is like, um, formats available. Like, you know, if someone only listens to audiobooks or only reads eBooks, like, is it available on audio ebook? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think your uh, feed mic might have uh, gotten stuck. Wait. Uh oh, uh, not your feed. Your uh, screen share. Your uh, window. Oh, yeah. Let me try stopping it and resharing it. Yeah. I think it might do better if I do this. Okay. Ah, here we go. Whoa. You're writing a whole bunch. I uh, <laughs> kind of move these, but let me... Uh, actually, I'll stick to this on that side because this is before you read it. But uh, it's easier to read. It's easier to read left to right. So let me just keep it like this. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, either way is good. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Are there any other... I'm thinking of like other things like uh, uh, what do other readers think of this book? Mm -hmm. and, and another one is just like, you know, reviews. Yeah, reviews is a clear one. And uh, here, maybe uh, having reviews from people in your network or friends or similar users first, or just like having the top liked reviews at the top, maybe would be better uh, in you know making that the decision yeah. uh, or even uh maybe like also reviews with um media oh so, yeah so like uh if they have a youtube or a tiktok or a instagram video attached to the review yeah that'd be neat and... You could prioritize those. I mean, for content creators, that's going to be like really uh, important, uh, especially anticipating the discussions updates that we're going to do. And this could also be by um, age, by gender. So similar, similar on different, different alignments. Yeah. Or even by uh, by genres. Yeah, exactly. That they read. Like, yeah. What What do other sci-fi readers think of this book? Like people who have read a lot of sci-fi, what do they think of this book? Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, that could tie really well with badges as well. But uh, yeah, for another time. Yeah. Um. Um. Yeah, this this one right here is really interesting to me because this is that data that we've started collecting, but we haven't done anything with. It's uh, when we show when we when we have a lot of like links for like this review has a TikTok or this review has a YouTube video attached to it. Yeah, I'm wondering there. I mean, from a, a experience perspective, if we could 
uh, actually in the case of TikToks and uh, YouTube videos actually uh, embed the media itself. Yeah. Uh, so that, yeah, okay, that, that'd be really, really good. Uh, I think would be the only place where you could actually see a collection of uh, media in the form of reviews from multiple places. Because if you're on BookTok, you only get to see uh, BookTok videos. If you're on YouTube, you only get to see YouTube, uh, yeah, YouTube videos for reviews. If uh, you're on uh, Book Twitter, you only see like posts related to that. But yeah, with yeah. the uh, place where where you can actually see any media, if either if it's like a real or a blog post or yeah. One one thing that, as you're as you're saying that, it reminded me that one thing that's come up for how people like investigate that page to find reviews is that you know there are so many reviews for a book that most people that I've talked to either like look at the five star reviews and like the one star reviews that way they can kind of get to both sides. So it it makes me wonder about like what would an experience be that like says here's what people like about the book. Here's what people don't like about the book. And, and it's, and it's not even, maybe it's not even, um, it's not even showing the reviews. Maybe it's like training a NLP model on all the reviews and pulling out the good parts and the bad parts that are common themes amongst all of the reviews. Well, that would be freaking great. Uh, I guess, I guess this is like, I was I was gonna ask if you were thinking about something involving tags associated with reviews, uh, but actually, yeah, having a model trained with that data is way more interesting. And probably the MVP of that is just uh, you know showing some five star and showing the highest and lowest reviews so that's yeah yeah i mean the uh, highest rated or most liked uh, reviews uh for five stars and one star i mean i usually do that when checking out uh like anything like if i buy something from like anywhere that's how i do it so I guess that that's the way people do it with with books. But if we could extract actually like uh, qualitative data from uh, from 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 that and have like that sort of input, I'm wondering if I mean uh, I think even with uh, the models that are available right now, the ones from OpenAI, I think you can train them on subsets of data, right? So one subset could easily be the reviews in our system, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, this, I think, I think like this is like a, an overview of a book, like being able to just look at an overview and see like a couple bullet points, like people mm-hmm. love great characters, amazing settings. They don't like, you know, slow middle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or, yeah, this, this is where the content warnings could go. Or, yeah, they, those could be like even generated. That's true. Uh, based on based, based on that. Uh, yeah, that'd be a good place for that, too.
and this rating histogram, it could be like overall or by the histogram is the, the chart uh, similar to letterboxed or is it that's yeah. the right? Okay. I don't have like my charts, <laughs> my chart names <laughs> really that, uh, let's say, yeah, internalized. So yeah, that that's okay. So you can sort it as well. That'd be nice. By demographics and by gender that that's. would be good yeah um or even something else could be like by similarity so like th this wouldn't be a histogram this would be more of a a different kind of chart but we could come up with some visualization that showcases like similar people to me are up here and this is their rating and Okay, yeah, so it's something that's user-based and uh, uh, you basically get, like, your proximity to other readers, right? Yeah, not sure what that would look like exactly, but that would be a, a chart, a, a, some kind of, a, I don't know, could be a, a scatter chart or something, but yeah, something that goes into similarity could be fun. Yeah, definitely. Um. So let's see. So we, anything else? Like I think I think we're we're good here. Unless you have anything else that's uh, top of mind. Uh, what about where would uh, discussions like what people have actually been talking about uh, the book or the author or the characters? Where would that fit in? Is that like a separate thing? Or I mean, yeah. In in my mind, it could. I mean, it's definitely qualitative. You're looking at what people have been uh, discussing about the book uh, and you're trying to make a decision based off of that. You're maybe even asking a few things. Uh, I don't know yeah. who mentioned this. If like any book app has that functionality that Amazon has where you could ask a question about the book, so, you know, that Amazon has this thing on their products where, I don't know, you uh, look for a toilet plunger and someone asks, is it, I don't know, does it have a wooden handle? And people phone <laughs> it answer. Uh, and I don't know where I saw this actually. Yeah, I know, I know Amazon has it. Yeah. Yeah, but someone asked if this was available on any platforms for books. I don't know if it was our Discord, but uh, it doesn't <laughs> matter. Uh, yeah, asking a question could be like uh, yeah. one. Uh, That'd be great. Yeah, or actually just like writing anything you want to know about the book uh, and tagging either, the, yeah, the book. Basically, I was thinking about tagging the author as well, but you know, it could be about any other book. But yeah, asking a question about the book could be a way of. Uh, finding that uh, that specific info you're you're looking for yeah and i guess there's answering your question but that's i'll just add that as a someone's oh, gonna yeah. have to answer it yeah exactly <laughs> uh, or uh it could be on the same uh let's say it could have the same solution as uh, the uh 
best worst uh, snippets generated from a model where you could ask and the answer could be auto generated by a model trained uh on that book data mm. that, that could be a you know there, there's an option where like the first comment could be like an auto generated answer and they, they yeah. can either accept it or not accept it you know yeah. kind of almost like a I know with uh, Stack Overflow right now, they've been playing with this idea, you know, Stack Overflow is a site where yeah. developers ask questions. They've been playing with the idea, like, what if we have a model that answers that question as the top answer and we see if that's upvoted? And I think they did an experiment and the quality of answers was so bad that they took that feature out. Wow. So, but uh, yeah, it's gonna, I mean, those are very difficult questions with the developer questions. <laughs> exactly. These could. It really depends on what these are like for, but, uh, this, this could be fun to just see what the answers that are generated are. Yeah. They could be wrong. I mean, uh, I know, uh, that, you know, for codes, it generally, you know, goes in. So, I mean, I know that funny story that where someone was posted posting on stack overflow and they were, uh, replying to themselves with something that was obviously wrong, just because developers <laughs> correcting others and it yeah. took their time. Uh, so yeah, I get why that would happen in the developer, uh, but yeah, in the developer space, developer space. But uh, I'm I'm curious to what would happen with uh, actual like books. Yeah, same. It might invent things. I've asked. Uh, I've been using ChatGPT and I've asked uh, it. Uh, to give me, I don't know, books about uh, the world ending and books uh, that are written uh, by a queer uh, author that writes sci-fi. And I've uh, gotten really good answers for uh, that, but I don't know if some of the stuff it just made up or, I mean, You'd have to double check. Yeah, it's, it invented it's... way more things at the beginning. Now it stopped inventing because they're fine tuning it, uh, and it will definitely get better. I think by the end of the year, it would actually be able to verify itself uh, or, like, tell you prompt itself to not invent things. If you actually ask it, "Did you invent that?" It's honest and it tells you, <laughs> yeah, "I made that up," and you're like, "No." Okay. Yeah, that reminded me like some things are like, what was your favorite chapter of the book? We don't really care what chat GPT thinks is their favorite chapter of the book. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, not into that kind of stuff. Yeah, this Although, is more like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it could pull out the common favorites amongst the data that it's trained on, but then you're, then you're only as good as whatever their training model is. Yeah, exactly. Um. Yeah, let's see. So discussions. Uh, one of the things that with discussions that I was really uh, interested in happens like not before reading it, but more like after reading it, which is uh, mm -hmm. like uh, kind of or or even during reading it, which is like um, like it, like tying discussions to a point in the book, like basically saying, I am 30% of the way done with this book and I'm asking a question that should 
only be answered by people who have read 30% of the book. <laughs> yeah. It it's it seems like a hard problem because uh like so many questions I see on on book subreddits are like here here's a very serious question, but no spoilers. I don't know if I'm supposed to even know the answer to this, or maybe this answer comes later in the book. But yeah. That's a tough one. If we'd actually nail tracking, so you could actually uh have readers know they're like at page one hundred or they're thirty percent on on an audiobook. Uh you could actually yeah tie that in and it would sort of become like a book club. I I, I think that kind of like uh, uh, is similar to what we talked about uh, when we tackled async book clubs. Uh, so that could be in that uh, area, but it could definitely be good. I'm all, I'm thinking although to put it in a separate like main branch like while reading and after mm, reading. Yeah, true. Let's say uh, while reading and then. Uh, I think the screen share might have frozen again. Oh yeah. It, uh... Ah, here we go. And uh, should we get the before reading part done and then jump into while reading or yeah. Okay. Let's, yeah. let's, let's see if we have anything. And I have a feeling, than, yeah. yeah, like, uh, what should I know about this book? Um, mm. well, maybe the edition comes in here. What edition are you actually, or now what edition would you, or now? Nah. The edition does. I mean, you're actually like, buying any edition you find of a book, right? Unless yeah. you're like, really passionate about editions, but yeah, that could, yeah, yeah, that that could come in as like, yeah, you're right because there's kind of like a missing step because there's like I've just learned about the book. I'm making a decision if I want to even save it for later, and then the edition to me comes into play when it's like, okay, I've decided to read this book, and now I now I really care about what edition it is because then I'm yeah. like finding the finding a copy of it yeah exactly i'm guessing that's a subset of readers though so uh, most people would like actually buy the most popular edition and they would only change it if they're like specific about editions uh but yeah that 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 could be it uh yeah, i think like page page count or you know book length <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, where to find it? I mean, where is it actually available? That would be interesting if you could show, especially sources which are independent libraries, if we can make that happen at some point. I'm guessing it would be an incentive for uh, independent libraries to also get in touch with us and uh oh, you said out. you said like availability yeah availability yeah yeah like a local libraries um yeah maybe even libby integrations 
could work or Libby or any other library where you would actually be able to borrow the book. Right. Yeah. I, I've reached out to Overdrive a couple of times, who's the creator of Libby to try to get API access to their database. And they've basically told me that it's only for like major integrations. Um, so I think the way to do something like this is going to be to use some of the same code that's in, um, there's this, uh, uh, Chrome, um, Firefox extension that will, uh, look at different book sites like Goodreads, Storegraph, and it tells you whether that book's available. I think we might be able to like, it's an, it's also open source. So I could probably like dig into how they do that behind the scenes. Oh yeah. That would be nice. So that covers like every source or multiple sources at least. Right. Yeah. At, le- at least for the yeah. library side, not so much for like, a, um, like buying it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And audible definitely. Yeah, like uh, Amazon. I have to figure out like all the different ebook stores <laughs> and all the different like physical copy stores. Like, uh... yeah. Yeah, bookshop. Just, uh... Yeah. Waterstones. Oh, that's not in the US. What's the US book chain that's like after Amazon? The uh, probably like Barnes and Noble. Barnes and Noble. Okay. Okay. And they also they have, have like a, an e-reader also. Oh, okay. Okay. But do they have an API? I don't know. <laughs> but... That would be neat. Wow. Um, I doubt it. <laughs> another thing is for sure, like series information. Like this one comes up a ton. Like, yeah. Oh, is this, yes. is this the first one. book in the series? Is this the third book? Like, is the series yeah. finished? Um, yeah. Let me quickly look at the book page list we okay so there's the technical info the isbn the id the publisher but you know most readers wouldn't be bothered by that the format um where would uh, the current readers of the book so who's currently reading mm. it maybe that could be shown especially if they're like in your network or you could have like a separation, like uh, five of your friends and yeah. another 1000 people on hardcover are reading this book. Yeah. Let's add another question for like, what are others? I guess it's, I guess that's part of what do other readers No, It's not, it's not what they think about it. It's like, yeah. What they're it's actually, like who else? Who, yeah. Who decided to read this? Yeah. Yeah, because then you, like you said, you have a um, people I follow, people who follow me. You have um, all of hardcover, and then, like you said, it's kind of like um, currently reading. You kind of have this this whole thing for like. 
who's reading and like um, what's their status. Whoa, I don't even know what that is. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's pretty nifty how FigGem just merges this together. Oh, I'm just using this uh, app, uh, MindNode, which is a... Oh, MindNode. Okay. Oh, crap. Okay. It has really the same one. icon that... Oh, MindNode. Okay. I'm going to write that down. Why did I think it was FigGem? It doesn't look like at all like FigGem. I wouldn't be surprised at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, because like for these, like you might want to read all of your all of the reviews by all the people that you follow first. I think yeah. I feel like that would be the most important thing. It's like, what did my what did the people I care about most think of this book? Yeah, exactly. And it would also open the opportunity to read it together, like a book club. Although, I mean, mm. uh, especially for people who, oh, or actually all of hardcover, it could give us the opportunity to create new connections. Uh, like uh, someone in another part of the world is... Uh, uh, reading this, maybe those two readers can connect and read it together. If uh, there's like any indication of their progress, or I don't know, it could be neat. Yeah, it'd be like, um, yeah, or yeah, share share updates at the same time. I'm, I'm guessing. Maybe at... it's like down here. Yeah. I guess it kind of falls under both, but yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and yeah, I think for some of this, like there's the opportunity to do like, I, I don't think it makes sense to do like a, a quantitative groupings of data. like your average friends rating is a 4.3 because for most books, unless you have a ton of friends, um, it's not really going to matter. Yeah. Yeah. And in general, I think uh, we should uh, boil this data down to things which you are bound to get like really fast without having to, you know, think about how clear that piece of information is. I think that's the main problem with uh, average book scores because it's so, so, so uh, subjective as an experience. You know, you really have to like read a review from someone who's like basically thinking on the same level as you think, having the same, uh, uh, let's say, content warnings in mind, uh, having the same uh, tastes in what 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 they like and uh you know when if that someone writes a review that's actually useful but that's like the ideal case you mostly get like degrees less than the ideal at mm -hmm. all times so mm -hmm. i'm guessing uh, how we can let's say corroborate like all this info into like splurting out something that's as relevant to their subjective tastes as possible would be like interesting. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, for like the olive hardcover part, for instance, sorting that by 
like uh, uh, their match score, the user to user match score. So that we're showing, um, we're showing you people with very similar tastes that are also reading it or that did yeah, read exactly. it. Yeah, and prioritizing it. I mean, not even I maybe even like remove sorting and just uh, prioritize it in the way we show it, so that uh, we kind of uh, make a favorable environment for those those connections to to happen. I'm guessing that's like the sweet spot, like really where we want someone to like magically feel like, oh, look, wow, they're exactly as they think exactly as I do. They wrote the exact things I'm interested in finding out. And they don't know that that in the back end we're doing like all sorts of uh, things like the math score. We're actually like selecting how we show stuff through the UI, but it feels that 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 way to, to them. Yeah. So we're not uh, showing a, like review bombers as the top things. It's like yeah. less on the list. Yeah, exactly. I mean, every other platform does that. I mean, if we have an opportunity to like do different things, yeah, definitely. I mean, we're clearly like in a position to like, take that. Yeah. Um, I know we want like genre information. Yeah. Um, and this one, this one seems like um, this idea of like a weighted genre like, uh, you know, this one, this book is, uh, this much sci-fi, this much fantasy, this much. So like if, if all of the genres are equal, then you, it's hard to tell, like this book is more, this is more fantasy than sci-fi, or this is more thriller mm -hmm. than romance. Um, so like weighting them accordingly helps to understand as a reader, like, okay, <laughs> what, what am I getting into here? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm guessing maybe we could use the same thing we use the, the number, uh, that we're going to use for, uh, the tagging system for genres, moods, and, uh, tags where you show a number uh, next to the, let's say genre that, that book was associated with. So let's say, uh, uh, I don't, it's a sci-fi book that's, uh, had, uh, was tagged with sci-fi by a thousand people. You'd get that like as the first, uh, exactly. Tag. Yeah, something like that, and also show the number like one k. And then we also have like lists and prompts. <laughs> oh yeah, like, like um, top bookmarked lists, <laughs> and maybe like most answered. Or maybe like highest um, prompt score. So it's like uh, this book is number three in top fantasy of all time, something like that. Yeah, that's good. Fix my quotes here. <laughs> um, I think uh I think like one of the other areas of like book data um or a lot of the other areas of book data I feel like come in after they've read it when they're more like 
okay, now I know about this book. I know about the world. I really want to dig into like individual characters or things like that. But uh, I'm wondering like what other things come to mind like before they've started a book. And I had this as like some research I did earlier on different like things that people are searching for. Okay. Ah, this is really good. Okay. But it does feel like most of these come after the fact. Like you're not going to be searching for Pride and Prejudice fan fiction if you haven't read Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, most definitely. <laughs> there might be some weirdos out there, but who knows? S summary. Summary is a good one. Like we don't, I don't think we have yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, the summary. The summary is bad. I mean, uh, yeah, we left off without the obvious ones. Uh, uh, Summaries are usually like all over the place. I'm wondering if uh, you can actually use some kind of processing on the actual summaries to make them more relevant. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. There's, yeah. there's a, I had an idea for this one, like, cause right now we're getting like summaries from Google books and open library. Yeah. Those are a mess. And Easy. then. I think like the other options, like you said, are like generated from like chat GPT or something. Yeah. And Any another, answer, yeah. another option is, uh, as, as a discussion prompt where we say like, um, maybe there's like a, a thread, which is like, uh, like I'm imagining one of these things, like asking a question where the question is like, give a summary of this book and uh -huh. then, and then the most liked response from that is like a summary that we could use up here. It's Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, also going to mention librarians for this one in case it's, I mean, it could actually be typed discussion prompt, but yeah, yeah, that's, that's a, that's a good idea. Uh, And the author, yeah. Especially, I seen the views of an author might uh, matter like a lot in that decision. So you've heard like really high praise of a book, but you know the author thinks things that are like on the opposite uh, end of what mm. your beliefs are. So yeah you might not or at least you need that information to decide if you're gonna read the book yeah uh, there are books i've read that after the fact i'm like i i probably wouldn't have read that if i knew this about the author <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah there are some <laughs> um, yeah and also like um yeah this there's a lot of questions for authors like um I know a lot of people like to read like smaller authors or they only read like really popular books. So it's yeah. just like. Mm, yeah. Let's see what there are other things on here. Um, series. 
yeah some of the, some of these get into like this combination of like books plus tv and movies where people are 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 learning about the book after the movie or tv series comes out and then they're like going to read the book mm-hmm. um so some of these might not even be things that we it makes sense for us to tackle at all because they're more yeah. movie questions true that could be part of the discussions i mean if uh readers talk about a book that's been adapted into a movie and they do that under discussions by tagging the book if those discussions appear under the book i'm guessing like uh the sweet spot here would be first for someone who really wants to make that decision fast of whether they like to read the book or not give them the top info they'd be interested in but also uh, allow them to dig as deep as they want if they want to spend more time and uh, arrange the hierarchy of this information so that we have that info for making a fast decision up top. Like, mm-hmm. probably it's going to be the summary, the ratings. If we get some things like, uh reader reviews or summaries of readers reviews or like keywords and that kind of stuff that definitely you know stuff that you can see at a glance i think if you can like decide if you want to read the book in two seconds by looking at the book page on hardcover that's like a win but then if you want to like really get deep into it and maybe even talk to people while you're reading the book before you're reading the book uh have that uh, level as well so kind of like go from a visual hierarchy putting the most important info like for fast browsing up top and then uh having the other like uh yeah yeah uh, being able to dig deep if you want to yeah exactly and yeah showing you know the most important stuff yeah and speaking of that we probably need to show like the book cover <laughs> oh yeah the book cover that that yeah that's really uh that's really important uh in judging you know the uh decision on the edition you're gonna make uh and also, also yeah. like my status for this book like you know um have I already, um, already saved it or like already, um, interacted with it in any way? It could even be like, um, lists I've bookmarked this book is on (laughs) or like, yeah. Prompts I've answered this book is on. Yeah. Um, what would you say, like, is the most uh, instinctively, what's the most important thing when you're reading a book? Or let's say the three most important things. Um, for me, it would be like the description. Like, yeah. That's number one most important. Like that's going to 
either get me hyped to read the book or not. Um, and then, uh, I think genres for me, like I'm very much a genre reader. Like if it's like, I like knowing what I'm getting into, like, is this going to be, am I getting into a fantasy world? Am I getting into a nonfiction biography? Like you, you can read a description and still wonder, like, is this, uh, is this fantasy or is this like, uh, you know, something else? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's really good. Uh, and, and then third, uh, I, th I think ideally I would like it to be like what others think about the book in some way, like, uh -huh. you know, based on, based on what others think about the book, like what's my match score going to be? Um, are, are do people with similar interests as me love it or not? <laughs> Uh-huh. Like, I, I feel like that would be like next on the list. That's really good. That's really good. And what, do, do you think that would, uh, be valid for most readers? Like just instinctively, just like thinking of what we know about the people we've talked to about hardcover. I think those would be towards the top. Yeah. I think, uh, other things I've heard are that people only read books that are like maybe, maybe they favor books that are in a series. They would, it would be really important to know if it was in a series or they only read books that are like really long or really short. So they'd want to know the, the, the length of the book. Yeah. Or they're, they're focusing on new books. So they'd only want to, they'd want to know the release date. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, yeah. What, what, what about you? What, uh, what jumps out to you when you're like evaluating a book? <laughs> well, it's pretty much the same, I guess, with some like uh, small differences. So the first one is definitely the description. Uh, that basically needs to be really on point. So I'm thinking this is maybe our main priority to make sure the descriptions we have on the site for uh, the books are good because some of them that we get, especially for mobile library and even, or even Google books, uh, some normalize them in a way that, you know, you'd be able to read a summary in like 10 seconds max. So it has like maybe three or four mm -hmm. rows. We have descriptions which are half a page long descriptions, which are two rows long. And I think, uh, we should aim to have those uh, normalized as much as possible. So yeah, definitely the description. Uh, then genres, maybe yeah, genres wouldn't be like my 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 second place, but the actual subject of the books. So if it's uh, a war book, uh, maybe I'd like to reads that because that's a subject of interest. So it's not genre, but maybe a tag, uh, or it could be a mood, uh, on the same level as this, it could be writing style. So there are a lot of book that books that annoy me because of their writing style. It's either, it relates to the pace of the book, but also to the actual like way they're, they're written. So, uh, if I could find a quote from that book, or I could mm. see someone discussing that, that would be like pretty important for me to see if, uh, 
it's a book I'm I'm interested in. Let's say I don't know. Someone likes uh, how Hunter S. Thompson writes, like really fast-paced, and then that like, uh, or uh, I don't know, my Angel. Let's say they like those like two different writing styles. How are they gonna know how uh, that book is written? Yeah. So yeah, writing style. I, I guess that would be like quotes. I guess that would be like this easiest way to quote or, or book highlights to see actual like passages from that book. Uh, yeah, and the third or fourth, let's say uh, maybe uh, less uh, popular, but definitely I know some people do this, including myself, the cover. So I am judging some books by their cover. What you gonna do? Uh, <laughs> if the cover is really nice, you know, for instance, look at this. Japanese novel, <laughs> like really good cover, really good cover. I'm a designer, really good typeface. This is good. So instant hit or like, look at this. See, really nice cover. <laughs> Nice. Really cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, and and it feels like if a cover is like if you see a book over and over again, what you're really seeing is most likely the cover over and over again. So it could be like this cover becomes familiar because I've seen it on lots of different lists and lots of different places. So yeah, it's 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 kind of the the avatar of the book. I mean, it's it's what yeah. you remember if you haven't read the book. Yeah, exactly. At least some people do. Some people remember the concepts, but a lot of people uh, see the book cover more often than they hear the description. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's like baseline, like visual, uh, like relating to the book visually. That's the first thing you relate to. So, uh, yeah, definitely. I think that's like an important one. Well, I think this is a, a good a good stopping point for, for the day for kind of getting out some of our top topics for before reading. I think uh, I think if we do the same exercise for like when making a decision while reading and after reading, then we can probably start like prioritizing which areas are going to be the most important and. Yeah, go from there. Yeah, this is a really good exercise. Uh, yeah, it's shown things that you know we've haven't we haven't like even considered before, and we've been at this. I mean, in the first iteration of like the uh, uh, book page for hardcover, and we've been at it right now because we've already gone through that huge list. And look at this; we're like <laughs> already doing it again, and there's like stuff coming out. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's this is like one of the early prototypes where we had, um, like discussions <laughs> where we're like, what if we put discussions here as like the top thing that people see even before reviews and people, one of the feedback we got on this was that 
before I read the book, I would be more likely to read a review. And then after I read the book, I'd be more likely to read a discussion. But yeah. more likely isn't a binary thing. Some people are going to want to do both <laughs> at any time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and another thing that uh, comes into play here is people are already having like those discussions on Facebook, on Twitter, about books, on Reddit, on TikTok, but the nature of the discussions is like really different. So if you say you'd want to like discover new books, you'd probably get the same answers from all of those platforms because you'd get like the most... Uh, popular books and people would just be like crowding uh, their discussions on various platforms on those. So uh, yeah, I guess figuring out what to show so people can discover new books and they can make new connections and they can like find out about new things to read that they wouldn't find out otherwise. Yeah. I think that's like one of our missions here. Yeah. And one thing that I'm kind of excited about with discussions, which I think will be a, a big part of it, yeah. it, is that we could have like a page by genre, for instance, like a, a fantasy discussion page. And that shows discussions from every book that's part of the fantasy genre. And then you could maybe have a filter for, you know, books I've read. <laughs> and then it just shows... Yeah. Or, you know, a discussion thing that shows all your discussions for books you've read. Like, it's not going to be just on this book page. It's going to be other pages on the site, too. But we just have to figure out how that'll work. But yeah. it seems like starting at the book discussions is the best place to start that idea. Yeah, it's all around books. Yep. And when people like see Twitter or, or book Twitter or like other platforms, which kind of happens, I mean, I'm seeing it happen like more and more, they're going to need a place which where, where actually that has been figured out. So I guess that's what we're trying to do here. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Cool. Well, good, good chat. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Until next week. Oh, next week, I think I'm going to be in Copenhagen. So, yeah, maybe we'll uh, postpone it to Tuesday. But, yeah, we can talk about it. Sounds good. <laughs> that, I'm, done. I'm done for that. Cool. Great. Well, cool. have a good week, Adam. And, yeah, talk soon. Cool. See you later. <laughs> Bye. Bye.